When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode this week. We will be covering the finale of The Bachelorette, but before we get into it, we'll be talking about a little bit of things here and there. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I'm in a weird TV space. I want to say that there's not a lot of things to watch, but I feel like we're being thrown a lot of reality TV. So I don't know where I stand. Do we have things to watch or do we not? Um, We do. Well, it depends. Look, I've been on the road. So right now, I feel very behind. I have not watched Roni. I have not watched Real Housewives of Atlanta. I have not watched at least two episodes of different franchises of 90 Day Fiance. I have not started The Last Resort. So I feel like I have plenty of TV to watch. But as to the TV watching world at large, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I feel like as you started listing all this stuff, (laughs) I realized that I don't know what I was thinking. We have stuff to watch because... I'm watching everything you just said. I started Last Resort. I'm watching Big Brother, which is three days a week. I'm watching Love Island, which is five days a week. And there's a third one that comes on almost every day. But there is stuff to watch. So I don't know where that came from. Maybe I'm in scripted TV. I feel like I need to go back to scripted TV. I'm Um, all in the reality TV world right now. Oh, the challenge. That's the last one. It's twice a week <laughs> that I watch. So, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you, you guys, you know, we've asked for suggestions many times, and you guys make some great suggestions. But if you put one of those Love Islands, Temptation Islands, Big Brother, I just can't do it. How in God, three days a week, two, even two days a week. I, I know. I admire you guys because... You can't binge it. If you don't start and keep up, it's over. <laughs> I mean, that's not true because I really want, I was trying to get a friend to watch Love Island USA because I think this season is so fantastic. It's just like, I can't catch up. Like if I didn't start from the beginning and I had no comeback, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> You can't do it. So yeah, I'm with you on that. What I am keeping up with and what we do have for you guys is Sister Wives came back on Sunday. It's up on our Patreon. We're excited to find out what's happening with the Browns. 
uh, I, I love them. Well, I don't love them, but I love the story that they tell on that show. Uh, I'm very invested. I hope you guys are too. And if you're not, I mean, go be invested. Um, we will be covering the ultimatum uh, that starts next week. So look out for that. And then today we had a lovely announcement that Love is Blind After the Altar is coming in September. We will be covering that, of course. Um, I think the whole thing is supposed to be like, I thought they just did football as an activity, but I'm now reading that the whole theme of the show is going to be some opposing football. Is that right? Well, I saw two teams in the trailer. I just didn't understand why some people were pod squad, like Marshall and then Tiffany and Brett seem to be in a different team. And I'm like, aren't they the pod squad? So I'm not sure. Okay. We'll all find out together. I feel like this is a highly anticipated after the altar. <laughs> yeah. So, what's going on with Mass People? Remember that show Married at First Sight? Do we remember? Ah, a long, <laughs> long time far away in the galaxies, there was a show. <laughs> but yeah, um, Nicole and Chris got a house. Yay! Like, it's so easy to forget. I know we've been saying how the season was so bad and Mash does have all these failures, but Nicole and Chris made it through. Like, you know, they found each other. They seem to love each other. They're in the love bubble right now. And it's just so exciting. I don't know these people, but I'm excited for them that, you know, they got a house. We saw them arguing about an apartment, and here they are, a house and a yard for all their dog babies, and I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them, but I noticed that they did not use Kirsten as their realtor. Yeah, I was about to say before you ask, I noticed that they didn't have, but they got a new build, so still, I don't know. When they were looking, I don't know if they used her, so, but they're enjoying their purchase right now. They're in Tulum in Mexico, and... They're just feeding us all the pictures, being in love and being happy. So kudos to them. Um, in more happy news, Sheila from the Chicago season got married. I think she got proposed to. I mean, we didn't know about her fiance, but she that was a pretty quick turnaround. Like, I think they got engaged in like June or something like that. And she got married. And fun fact, Sheila and I have the same birthday. So her birthday is oh. coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was a little bit of mass reunion there because they had some people from past. Sonia from the Miami season was there. Um, I forget her name. I just know her Instagram name, Dietitian Gone Wild. She was in Chicago. She moved to Nashville. She was also there. And I want to say Heather from the shortest maps wedding ever. Heather and Derek. I didn't watch that one. As well. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so it was like a little match reunion and congratulations to Sheila. I thought Sheila looked amazing at her wedding. Uh, she did a dress switch and he did a suit switch. It was, they just, they're a very attractive couple. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very happy for Sheila. Very, very happy for her. I just feel like it's been a long time since her season. I feel like yeah. she wait. No wonder she got engaged and married quickly. Like she, I feel like she's been waiting for this for a long time. So I'm very happy for her. Yeah, and he couldn't be just like any more different than her Maps husband Nate. So I hope they have a long and happy marriage. Um, Jamie posted that she got a call from her mom and she was excited about that. Um, you know, the kids got to talk to her mom and then not long after she got a call that her grandma died, who happened to be her mom's mom. 
and she posted some pictures and I think her grandma featured, I think when Henley was born and they hung out together. So I don't exactly know um, what she died from, but may her soul rest in peace. Always sad when you lose a family member. I, I really liked that Jamie posted her four generations picture. I think those are very precious. Um, very sad for Jamie. Yeah. And finally, the DC season had a mini reunion. Um, Jessica, Taylor, and Katie. I thought Katie moved out of DC, so maybe she was visiting. They went and had a girls' day at an esthetician's place. I don't know what Taylor got, but she got a procedure that she said she'd never got before and something about waiting till the swelling went down. So I don't know what she did, but it's kind of nice to see that uh, they're all still hanging out. Are they the season that got the tattoo or was that North North Carolina? They are indeed the season that got the tattoos. So good for them (laughs) that they are still kicking it because I don't want those tattoos to go to waste. So who's missing from the DC season? Um, Jessica Taylor, Katie. I'm forgetting her name, but she's oh, Andre. Mika. Andre. Mika. <laughs> um, Mika. Were there, yes, Mika. Were there four that season or five? I think it's four. Okay, so that's it. It was just Mika missing. Yeah, someone's going to correct us if we're wrong, so I hope we're right. <laughs> But <laughs> Mika moved, so she's not in the area anymore. I did, I went to see where they went to. It was somewhere in Rockville. Like like I said, I'm always trying to find, like even with Potomac, if you're in a place that's in our neighborhood, I would try to see if it's somewhere I could go. Um, I think I told you guys that I used um, Taylor's esthetician when I got my microblading done on my eyebrows. I used her, so I used them for recommendations. But you know, Rockville is too far for me. This is reminding me that I was talking to somebody about how they announced, in addition to After the Altar, they announced a new season of Love is Blind that apparently is Houston-based. Oh. So, I too will be wandering around looking for (laughs) where people went and what people used um, when they come to Houston. But did we know this? I feel like we've listed all the locations. I know they all blend together sometimes. But I feel like we would have perked up if we knew it was Houston. I feel like that too. I'm, I'm actually looking right now because I'm like, how did we not know? I thought it was Seattle or something. No, that's what just happened. Now Seattle was the last season. Okay. Because it was know, Dallas with the SK season. So I'm like very curious because literally my source for this is someone told me and now I can't seem to find anything. Someone's <laughs> back. <laughs> So, you know what they say, don't believe everything you hear, so I, I don't know. Yeah, because I know, like, if it was... No, it, it's, it's correct. I see here on Deadline. A new season of Love is Blind, September 22nd, singles from Houston. Interesting. I thought they were trying to scan in D.C. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Well, they didn't get enough people to come in. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that should be fun. Oh, dating in Houston. So people that are ready to be married. Either way, we'll be there. We'll be watching. I mean, and just like that got picked up for season three, by the way. I haven't finished watching season two, but I'm actually excited by season three. Um, How's Nana feeling? 
<laughs> I haven't checked in, but I'm sure she's like, why? <laughs> I saw some accounts. I was like, why? And then some people were like, what other story is there? Like, can she just be happy with Aiden and let's move on? And I'm like, God. See, now you just spoiled the show for me. I haven't finished watching. Um, oh. <laughs> Wait, but you've seen Aiden come back. Yes, but I assume that they're breaking up by the end of the season. Um, oh, the season's not done. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not done. It's done this week. Okay. No, I'm really looking forward to you guys having to cover another season just like that because I just love it. <laughs> I feel like everybody... Reddit, everybody is hate watching this show. We're all watching it. We're all complaining about it and criticizing it heavily. But we are all watching, and that's why there's a season three. Eh, well, Sarah Jessica Parker just has that much pull. <laughs> they gave her a show that was so bad, and she still got nominated. It was called Divorce. I don't know anyone who's watched that show. And yes, oddly enough, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up after season one. It was so bad to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm to tell the truth, I watched season one. I didn't watch season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, and it got renewed too. But anyways, we'll be there. We'll watch it. Anyways. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from EarnIn to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much. 
So recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we are back. We got a message from May suggesting that we cover shiny happy people. Um, so we're just going to do a brief little like talk talk about shiny happy people. I think the the central part of shiny happy people was really the Duggar family, and that's sort of the nexus to reality TV. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about Ashley Madison, we, we kind of noted that that documentary was missing a central figure. And I will give shiny happy people that they did have Jessa Duggar, who was one of the Duggar kids, on the documentary. I wouldn't say that she was as forthcoming as I would have liked her to be, but she was there and she was talking. Yeah. I, and full disclosure, guys, I watched this a long time, so I don't have as much of a memory about it, but I get the general gist of it. But I think she spoke, like, what did you think was missing? Like, I think she was as forthcoming as you can when you kind of love your family member, but you know what they did was wrong. Correct. And you still, at the end of the day, she still wants to be a part of that family. So she wasn't, and that I think came through very strongly. Like they're not trying to never speak to these people again. Um, So I think that the way she spoke reflected that. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the other people were very strong in their condemnation of everything that had gone on. And she was a little bit more, less willing to ascribe blame probably where it needed to go. Do you think the cousin was more forthcoming? I did a lot of reading after I watched. People were like, Cousin Amy was barely part of this. This (laughs) Apparently, Cousin Amy has like a history of being quite Um, (laughs) self-promoting. And they were like, but she wasn't even there for this and she wasn't even there for that. I mean, I think her perspective is interesting. At the end of the day, she is their cousin. She was on the show. Um, And she was much more, I think, willing to condemn, which I guess I appreciated. But people were like, ah, she wasn't really there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, to me, the overarching thing about the whole documentary was just the evil that men do. Because why is Josh Duggar and Ashley Madison, Josh Duggar is in shiny, happy people, and he still smiles like he has he has no remorse. And I think the documentary took a turn into just like you said speaking more about the can i say cult industry is it an industry (laughs) yeah it's an industry yeah it's an industry yeah so and they just used the dugger family i guess as the face of what it is and it's just also like how culpable is tlc I mean, like when we speak about sister wives, a lot of these things are staying longer than they should, probably because of the paycheck that it comes with. 
And when we talk about John and Kate plus eight, again, maybe because of the paycheck, but then their hatred outgrows the paycheck and that's what makes it disseminate. But what part does TLC play in this? Not to be a Bethany or anything. I'm just... I mean, TLC definitely plays a huge part in this. I think the interesting thing about John and Kate plus eight is that John is probably one of the people who was the quickest to get off the TLC money train. Mm. Um, Everybody else sticks it out for years and years and years and years. John was one of the few people who, their show only made it four seasons with him, and he was like, I'm out. And the Duggars would still be on TV if Josh hadn't been arrested. Yeah. And they tried so hard, you know, with the girls, like, to still with the spinoffs to still have them on there by hook or by crook. Um, the other thing that stands out for me is I don't know if, I know we're saying that maybe she didn't go all out or maybe she's processing it privately, but sometimes in the way they spoke, I didn't know if she truly grasped the gravity of what her brother did to her. I mean, I, I think I, not like it was about me, but I felt better with her admitting that she was told, because at the time I remember when, we found out that he had sexually assaulted his sisters and she was like, um, I forgive him. It was a long time ago. Um, and I just, there was something very unsettling about that. Like, do you recognize what has happened to you? Like, are you being forced to forgive? And it was just something to see that she understood what had happened. And I hope that she's able to process it and, heal as best as she can because it just has to be really tough like somebody that you love somebody that you know but also knowing that they did that to you you know and i i liked in the documentary that she basically she didn't walk back the forgiveness but it was made very very clear that you cannot take sexual assault survivors force them on tv to say that they have forgiven their abuser so that we can all make money from TV. Like, that is wrong. I felt, I actually felt the documentary did a great job of, like, being kind of unequivocal about it. And I think she was, too. Like, this was wrong. Yeah. And it was all done to save the TV show because that was our money. And I wouldn't say their livelihood, but that that was what was they were trying to preserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like in the beginning of the documentary when they talked about how the women really held up the show um, and they compared them to the Kardashians, which I think some people would be like, that's not a good comparison, but it is a comparison. What do, Apparently everybody wants to get to know somebody and then they want to see them get married and then they want to see them have children. A couple times were the Kardashians, really. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the only thing with the Kardashians is like, who would be the guy? Rob. <laughs> it was one against like 20 hundred. <laughs> true, true. But it, the specific co- focus on weddings and babies and what in TV that will get you the ratings you'll never that that's yeah. the good ratings is the weddings and the babies. And you'll yeah. notice that Jess's wedding was more higher rated than Josh's wedding. Mm, yeah. Cuz it's the women, right? Yeah. I find it so fascinating that Josh's wife is determined to hang in there. I mean, you said the occult industry, right? Yeah, yeah. 
That is what it is. So, I mean, overall, I mean, I think it was a good watch. I think it requires a trigger warning um, for those that it may be a difficult watch for. But it was eye-opening, to say the, le the least. And, yeah. Um, learning about the Institute and basic life principles, that was super interesting. I think what I found interesting is, like, I grew up in a white MV a white evangelical church and like all the stuff that they say that the Institute of Basic Life Principles believes, I would say my church believes the same thing. Well, believed back in the day, I think they've evolved a little bit, um, a lighter version, but like, I felt like they were trying to shock me with these like wives submit to your husbands. The husband is the head. I'm like, these are not, is there an audience out there where these are new concepts? Probably if you didn't grow up in a church like I did. But in general, it's like these concepts are very common and very mainstream. These people just take it to another level and institutionalize it in a into a political like force. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you had any thoughts on the Institute of Basic Life Principles. No, not really. They just seemed like any other cult or religion that we've seen what was the other one um meet i forget the name meet cute the one that was on netflix it just pretty much they all have the same thing it's just changed the name but it's pretty much the same with the girls with the spare the rod spoil the child when that guy was trying to put that little boy over his knee and show how to spank him that was very creepy to me it was very creepy, but like I said, it's just in a lot of parts of America, I don't know if it's the same parts we're all in. It's just, <laughs> it's not shocking. It's still wrong. It's just not shocking. And I felt like the documentary wanted me to be shocked. And I was like, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, I'm fascinated by cults. So I've watched um, a lot of them. So I think like you, I'm just like, it's pretty much the same, but in this case, we have a face like you people you've watched over the years and they try to sell you a philosophy. So it's just a little different and jarring when you have a, you can put a face, a name or a face to whatever it is that we're addressing. And there's a duality to it because the TV show presents, leaves out a lot of the ideas that make the family what it is. Mm -hmm. and present you with like a partial version, which all of TV is like this, but they do hide the specific parts so they know will not go with mainstream. But because they get the attention from the TV show, they can go back to their cult community and recruit for them and um, give them like prominence without them ever actually having to go on national TV and say like, oh, I tried to chain my baby not to cry or whatever the hell that was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I I just, I I think this was a really good documentary. Of all the ones that we've watched this year, and there have been a lot, this is one of the better ones. Yeah. And if you're interested, it's on Prime. All right, guys, we'll be right back to talk about The Bachelorette. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. And we are back. So charity season went by like a flash. I don't think I'm complaining because what is the point of stretching things out? But she got engaged. She had a person. Wasn't um him wasn't he part of your top picks? He was part of my tops and you were like, no, no. And I'm really proud. <laughs> oh. I said no. You, you didn't think that he was well, you had doubts about whether he was gonna make it far. Um oh, okay. so, so I, I was remember. very proud. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember he was one of your picks, but I don't remember my reaction. I think I was just like, it's a first episode. I have no idea. I know my pick was Aaron B. That's who I thought was um, a good fit for her. But I think um, when the last time we covered this show, we covered it with just the premiere or the first two episodes. But as the season went along, like every time she saw Dot, okay, I have to say this. You, I know everyone. <laughs> I know everyone <laughs> keeps calling him Dutton, and I oh. get it. That it, and it sounds like it's D U T T O N, like it's a. Like, but I mean, the way we pronounce it is Dutton. Like that's how his name is. But I know he is Americanized it and made it a little diluted. So I mean, I don't know if he's an Ade Dutton or Ola Dutton, but it just. Uh, yeah, I was it about to say <laughs> It grates the ears. Um, I was watching with my cousin and she was like, she had not seen any before. And she just kept on being like, how can she marry this man if she don't know his name? Because his name is Dotun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah. So I, I was about to fall to the trap because I was about to say Dotun. <laughs> I was like, I've listened to... Um, uh Jesse for way too long. But um anyway, if he's an Ade Dutton, then he means like his crown has been renewed. And if he's an Ola Dutton, then he means his wealth has been renewed. So anyways, every time she saw him, her eyes just sparkled. And I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, maybe I'll wait we'll get to when he meets the family, but she seemed really excited by him and she pulled him on a lot of one-on-one dates. But do you want to talk about Brayden a little bit? I do, but I, I, I do. Cause I watched some of the Mandela. Here's the thing, guys, I didn't watch the whole season. So we watched those first couple episodes and I came back in to watch the family dates, part of the Mandela and then the finale. So, Leaving the first couple episodes, I was very much like, oh, it's it's Aaron all the way. I, I think it's Aaron. So I was kind of, we get to the end and I'm like, oh, he's still in it. And the family visit went so well. And then, no, it wasn't him. <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised by her final two. But I also, I mean, it wasn't like it was that hard to figure out. But I called Joey as as one of the ones that seemed to be going far. And I was right again. <laughs> Yeah, she had, um, Joey made it, I don't get the appeal of Joey. A lot of people in Bachelor Nation, everyone is like all puppy dog eyes for him. Everyone thinks he's so cute or whatever. I don't see it, but I'm happy for everyone else and happy for charity that they saw it, but I don't see it. 
I don't think something Charity didn't have, even with Dutton that she ended up with, I did not see a lot of sexual chemistry with a lot of her men. And for comparison, I would say, like, I always joke that Michelle and Nate, the, I don't know, if did you watch that season? I can't remember. No, no, no. Okay. Michelle and Nate. It was evident that she was going to pick Nate because, I'm sorry, guys, if this is too crass, but this is how I describe it every time I talk about it. She picked the person that made her vagina flutter. Like, every time you saw Nate with her, she was so excited. They had so much sexual chemistry. It was just there. It was palpable. You could see it. I didn't see that. And I think that's what made it hard to kind of figure like who was Charity going to be with. Not that it wasn't like, I'm not saying there was a complete chemistry, but there's none that really like just leapt out the screen to me. So I wasn't sure where that stood. And I know even with Dutton, I feel like what Dutton represents is just stability and like, she can trust that this man loves her and it's not, I mean, not that I can say that it's not going to be a fluke because it is bachelor nation, but I think he's, he represents stability. So I, I totally agree with you that Dutton uh, represents stability, but do you think they're going to make it for the long haul? I don't know. I can never answer that question when it comes to Bachelor Nation. Like some people, I'm just like, nah, I don't see it at all or or that. But I don't know because I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) That's just what I get to say. Based on my knowledge, I just assume that every single person who comes on The Bachelorette just wants to be famous. Even the ones who are like, I'm sorry, Rachel Lindsay, no longer a lawyer, now an entertainment person. And I assume that of charity because why else would you decide to be The Bachelorette? But I don't assume that of Dutton. I'm like, does he want to be famous? Are they moving to LA? What is going on here? So for me, as long as you sign up to be on a reality show, you're a different kind of person. I don't care how serious you come off, how whatever you come off. So if he signed up to be on a reality show to find love this way, he's not beyond it. That's just how, and that's how I felt about um, Brett from Love is Blind. He seemed so, oh, I don't want it, baby. But now, then later on, I come to realize, like, he, he, he likes the lifestyle. He likes the flash. So, yeah. Because I know Dutton kept saying, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. This is so far out of my comfort zone. But you actually went ahead and you did it. So, I won't be surprised if anything comes out of it, you know? Okay. Um... Did you get to watch the fallout between Aaron and Charity or why they no. got a mix? Am I mixing up Aaron and Xavier? <laughs> oh my God. Wait. I watched her break up with Xavier and not pick him that one time, but I think that's Be- it. Because he said he couldn't cheat. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe I didn't watch Was that, that Xavier? Oh my God. Well, they did the road ceremony. Oh, that was Aaron. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so what happened with Xavier? Okay, Xavier, basically, the summary is that he could not promise that he wouldn't cheat. He told her. It was the night of Fantasy Suites, and Xavier told her that he's cheated before, and he didn't want to do it again, and Charit is like, oh, that's news to me. And then she's like, okay, like, can you promise me that you wouldn't do it? And he said many words like, yeah, I think the person you are, I wouldn't do it, but I hope I don't do it. But it was many words and yeah. And she's just like, I don't think I can go ahead and do this. 
how you watch these shows way more than me. How often do people basically come out unscathed? In the sense that I don't think anybody's mad at charity. That's true. I know Jessie was very complimentary of her, but I think she did. She handled herself really well. I, I, you know what? I'll give her that. You're right. I don't know if I've seen any backlash. And I had noticed that I'll give her this, especially towards the end when she was breaking up with people. I felt like she gave it the space. Like she didn't dismiss anybody. She'd be bawling herself, which I think kind of (laughs) helps. Like, oh, I'm sad too. I just felt like she did a good job of it, of not being an asshole. I think she might be a good person. I think that's what it is. But I still think a lot of people on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, at least from my perusings on like places, they get a lot of like backlash. And I just feel like Charity came out smelling like a rose. No pun intended, ayo. (laughs) Huh, that is true. I just thought about it. I wonder what that is. For those of you who are listening, we'd like to know, like, what do you think it is that Charity did differently? Like, I think, like, she handled herself with, oh, God, I have to use the words they always use, with grace, and she was very respectful and all that. But is it the fact that maybe she just had men with good head on their shoulders because usually remember that guy with Claire who was offended they made them play and he had a daughter at home and they always have these hot heads out there and all that stuff so maybe it's a combination of the fact that she just has that spirit about her and maybe she just had men that had sense this season what about Spencer? I, I felt like he was her man with no sense. How quickly did she get a no I'm sorry Brayden how quickly did she get rid of Brayden um, he lasted a few more episodes. I think a lot more people complained, and then he was just like, I'm done, that I don't think I can get there. Actually, she gave him way more chances, because he made it clear, she still gave him a chance, and then he was like, I don't think I can make it um, and propose. I'll be ready to propose to you. And then he was uncomfortable. You saw that part with her dating other people in front of him, and it was disrespectful. But honestly, Brayden was just there to be on Bachelor in Paradise. That you can't convince me otherwise. Those are the I kind gr- of people who get called. I greatly enjoyed the men tell all when they said, even the one who was like, I didn't even watch the show that much, but I knew she would be dating other people. So I don't know why this one is freaking out. Who? Um, oh, I can't remember. At the men tell all, I can't remember. I think it, it might have been Xavier, even. Someone was just telling when he was going off again about the five minute kiss and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. They were just like, uh, this show is where you date more than one person at a time. So why did you come here if you couldn't handle that? Oh, yeah. I can't remember their names. But yeah. I, I, I Yeah. Brayden is just a showman. Plus, he's also like 24 or whatever it is. What is he trying to do? Get married right now? So, yeah. Um, I feel like in the hometowns, I feel like Aaron got eliminated because of his, was it his family member? Somebody said they weren't, that he wasn't ready. No, that must have been Xavier because I, after Air, after watching Aaron's family visit, I was like, yeah, it's looking real good for him. She had a lovely <laughs> visit with his family. They all loved her. They just were like, she's the best thing ever. So I think that pro- I think Xavier was the family visit that had some controversy. I don't think it was Aaron. 
Okay, okay. All right. Oh, the family member who said Joey might be presenting as someone else. And I'm like, what are the families doing? You're supposed to be helping your family member <laughs> score points. This is why so. I don't really love this show. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's too pretty for me. The people are too pretty. The scenarios are too pretty. His uncle, I actually feel like, was trying to make some sort of legitimate point. But they kept it very, very, very vague. And I never understood what the man was saying. I'm sure he said it. I'm sure they edited it out. That's the disadvantage of network TV. They just clean things up too much to the point where you're trying to decipher what it is they were trying to say. I have to compare it to Married at First Sight. Or even, in some ways, 90 Day Fiance. Uh, but really, Married at First Sight. I just I felt like I watched people talk so much and say so little. <laughs> I still don't know what Dotun and Charity have in common. Granted, I didn't watch a whole season. But based on what I saw, I was like, I don't... It's all platitudes. So going back to your question, if you were asked if you think they will last, whether you watch the show or not, do you think they will? I think they're really cute, and I think they could, but I'm not sure. Hmm. It's just very interesting, because like I said, I don't see any chemistry, and you just reminded me, I don't know what they have in common, but I still keep going back to the fact that I think he represents stability to her. But I, you know... I don't know. They just seem like two really good people. <laughs> and you really just want to make it. <laughs> and you just want it to work, you know? So there's that. Um, I guess we can move on to the families coming Sure. Through. Um, so they came to Fiji, which looked pretty. I've never been to Fiji, but it looked really pretty from there. And Charity's family, they're just the sweetest. Charity's dad was just happy to be there. Like, you guys should tell me where to go. Tell me where I can watch my football games. And that's it. Her sister was so pretty. And they immediately fell in love with Joey. And as soon as they met Joey, I'm like, Dutton does not stand a chance. They were just like, they even flat out were just like, well, I mean, we're interested to see the second person, but they told, her sister told Joey, like, I'm happy to have you as my brother-in-law. And, you know, he brought up the topic of race and was like, you know, we can't say we don't see color or we don't see, but it's different. It's an uncomfortable topic, but we have to talk about it. And that was the part where I was like, is he being sincere or is he just saying all the right things? But her family seemed to really appreciate that. And then her dad was just like, he really liked sports. And as long as you can talk sports and he asked him about who's your football team and all that. And the mom was like, he really fits in and he's in there. So it was a good time. I think the favorite part for me, so when Dutton come, like, came, he was just, um, he didn't stand a chance, but I mean, he tried his best. And for me, it was when they came and she was asking her family when he left and was like, what did you think about him? And everyone started being cagey. And it was very clear that they preferred uh, Joey to him. And the sister was just like, well, you have chemistry with Joey, but with Dutton, you laugh a lot and you laugh really hard. And she's like, is that a bad thing? And she's like, no, I'm just saying what I see. 
And I didn't understand, like, are we supposed to decipher something? I mean, someone told me on Twitter, like, maybe they meant, like, you're laughing so hard to compensate for something that you know is not there. But it was very weird scene because it's like, I didn't know what they were trying to say. And then the mom was like, you're going to have to make your decision. And she's just like, well, you have to tell me what you think. And it was a very, very interesting thing because I understand where Charity was coming from because she wanted the mom to say what she wanted. But the mom was like, I'm not going to say what I think because if you're saying that you're confused, I could say the wrong thing and I could lead you down the path where I've said too much or I'm not saying enough. And then you're going to make a choice that is not really true to you. And I just really supported the mom in that moment for taking that that path. I think that's a wise choice. You cannot tell your child what to do. I've, I've, have other parents in other seasons told their kid which one to pick? Yeah, they're very pretty clear about, oh, I don't like this guy. Oh, I don't think this is it or whatever. So that's why I really appreciated it. And it was just very weird. I don't know what... That clearly there was something they did not not that they hated him they said he was a genuine man for Dutton hate is a strong word I didn't mean that I just meant like there was something that was off-putting either Joey just really really stole their hearts but the mom saying that Charity had dated people in the past and had a type and with the swag and Dutton was that and Dutton is familiar I'm like what does that mean that he's black I, I i don't know i don't it was just all very i don't want to do, i don't like to do homework when i watch tv and it was a lot of what is everybody trying to say and i just couldn't pinpoint what that resistance to dutton was i actually laughed when you said swag because i just do not associate the man with swag exactly that's why i'm like what are we saying like of the two, Joey has more swag. Dutton's just in his little corner <laughs> trying to just be with the woman he loves. So I don't know what the mom was trying to say, but most especially when she said Dutton was familiar. And I'm like, okay, and? But also, I don't know how I forgot how tall Dutton was. I did not realize that until the finale. He's um, really tall. He's really tall. I, I felt like when we were watching the... um, When we were watching the after... She visited everybody's family and they had the guys lined up. Joey was the shortest. And I was like, oh, I don't, I think she has a thing for the tall guys. Uh, I, I, I was like, yeah, she, clearly there's a, a trend here. Maybe that's what they meant by familiar. You usually like them tall and now you're picking another tall one. I don't know what they meant. Was it really a case of the one who got there first just did such a good job that they didn't really want to consider anybody else? I mean, maybe, but I don't know. That's what really bothered me was like not being able to pinpoint and we'll get there, but I feel like it's still carried over to the end of the show. I don't exactly feel like the mom had warmed up to Dutton yet. Mm. She got to say, yeah, like I've gotten to know him better and all that, but I don't feel like she was all like, oh my God, I love him. We hang out or I don't, I didn't get that. Um, I didn't get that feeling. But, I feel like yeah. they didn't really tell us much how much they've been hanging out since the final rose. It was a very different after the final rose. Usually they're all over each other. And, I, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Every couple is different and it's not it's not any indicator because Lord knows no one has stayed together. But I'm just saying like it was very different. They seemed comfortable 
but it didn't seem like, oh, we've been doing this. And usually we get videos of, oh, this is what we've been doing since we chose each other, trying to hide, trying to do this with the family, but we didn't get any of that. They were too um, busy running a commercial for The Golden Bachelor. <laughs> um, it really felt like there was a lot of promo for The Golden Bachelor. And then it felt like, I mean, at the end of the show, they didn't even end with Charity and Dalton. I was yeah. like, this is nuts. I get that like their season is over, but this is still their season and we're not ending with them? Yeah. Is that normal? And I just didn't know. <laughs> no, it's not really. Like, I don't know. We've never had a Golden Bachelor before. So usually they promo Bachelor in Paradise or, oh, this is the next Bachelor and stuff like that. But they just didn't. The, the after the final rose felt like the season. Like it went by like a flash. So... Um, all right, we'll be right back, and I have a question for you again. <laughs> and we're back. This is my thing. I watch the shows all the time, and I'm, I still have the same question. This is the 20th season. When Charity's going on and on about how confused she is, she doesn't know what to do, and all that stuff, or whatever... I'm like, how are you so confused at this stage of the game? And then if you're this confused, and usually it's the same script, by the end when they get proposed to, they're all like, I had no doubts. I knew from the very beginning this was the person. And this is where I'm like, is this the reality TV or are you really that confused? I don't know. But did you feel like she was confused or do you think that she knew? Like when you saw her with Joey, when you saw her with Dalton, did, did it feel different? Or did it feel like, oh, one clearly has a lead over the other? I called it for Joey. I was convinced that she was going to pick Joey. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the answer to your question, no, it was not clear to me. Once I realized that Aaron had been eliminated, I was so shocked. I was like, well, who exactly is she going to pick from who's left? Xavier, to me, I was like, I don't know why he made it this far based on what I watched at the beginning of the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so by the time we we're down to Dalton and Joey, I was like, I, th I think it's going to be Joey. And I was honestly quite shocked that it was Dalton. <laughs> Did you hear the gasp? When went, wait, let me go in order before she got there. But I just think that saying I love you to two people, knowing that you're going to pick one and break the other's heart, that's a wild choice. I would just never. Um, I want to say, oh, my memory is really failing me. Because I know sometimes there's been bachelorettes or bachelors that are like, I don't want to say I love you because I only felt it with one person. But I feel like if you decide that you want to say, I don't believe. Mm, is that what I believe? Do you believe that you can be in love with two people at the same time? Um. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> okay. so I also that's find the show quite fascinating because the whole thing is that, like, you can't. You can't reveal who you're going to pick before the time when they tell you, when you are allowed to reveal who you're going to pick. So you're sort of, Charity might have genuinely not known who she was going to, I kind of believed her. I, I think it was a rare case of like, oh, you really actually don't know. And then if you don't know by this point, I don't have much hope for you guys going forward. I'm like, is she going to, I honestly would not be surprised if she pulled a hole. I made the wrong choice, but if she didn't do it by the time they get to this part, I guess she's like, no, I'm sticking with Dalton. I mean, I guess, but I mean, I would feel insecure if I'm the one that she chose. I'm like, so were you sure? Because there has been a case, well, twice I think it's happened, where he picked somebody and then he changed his mind at the after the rose or whatever ceremony and was like, I picked the wrong person. 
and went with the runner up and said, that's who I should have been with. So I would feel very insecure. <laughs> I mean, at this stage of the game, the runner up is the new bachelor, which was like the least shocking news ever. Um, he had a glow up to me between when they shot the show and that tell all. Uh, oh, after the final rose, whatever it's called. I just thought, oh, Joey looks better than he did. He looked like a cartoon character throughout most of the show. And I think I said that in the first episode, too. Um, and then he got a haircut, and I was like, oh, you're actually attractive. I don't know. Joey just doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't see it, but America sure does love him. But I tell you this, if Joey was who she had picked, Dutton was not going to be The Bachelor. So there's that. <laughs> She did him a solid. <laughs> I don't even know if she did him a solid. Like it's not it's not like necessarily a given that the runner up becomes the bachelor or the bachelorette. But I think America really just really loved Joey, so I, I we could see that coming. But also a lot of people thought Joey was who she was gonna pick. So <laughs> there was all of that going into that. Because other than that, I thought Tanner was gonna be the bachelor. I think Aaron would make a great bachelor. Yeah, it's just that tiny thing of him being black. Right. They somehow Radio. just, you know, they were like, oh, we gave you Matt. It's okay. Nothing else. But we've never had like a full African American bachelor. Also, Charity and Dutton are our first like black couple. <laughs> Yeah. I don't every time I wouldn't say full black couple. Like I think Michelle and Nate were biracial. So they're our first um couple in there. But um yeah, um I liked her date with Dutton, the whole little memory lane and the s'mores and you know the memories that they did and then the baby lockets. Their baby pictures in a locket. There was someone in the audience that I thought was going to pass out because they thought it was the cutest thing they've ever seen. I really like the audience reaction um, insets that they put in while watching the show. The person was like, oh my God. So that was very cute. And I didn't notice the whole time that Dotun and Charity's parents were sitting side by side. Oh. The entire time. I guess I would have given it away. But <laughs> I, um, maybe they, do you think they didn't show you that because that would have been a huge spoiler so maybe they just showed them in separate shots um, yeah either, either that or maybe they did sit separate and I just saw them at the end and assumed they were together the whole time but we were seeing only headshots I want to say so my favorite part is I would like I said I was watching my cousin and I was like who is that man and she's like it's Neil Lane I was like okay I was like why do they keep on flashing to the this guy, and it was Neil Lane, the ring guy. Yeah. Um. So that must have been an episode you didn't see. So every episode, every season. Oh, I watched it. it just not oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, so I watched the I watched the after the final rose or whatever, and then I watched the um the the episode where they picked the rings with Neil Lane. I was like, oh, that's who that is. Neil Lane is a stalwart though, because I remember that he did the first. Season of The Bachelor, he did the rings. Yeah, he does it every season for them and Bachelor in Paradise. My thought was, who's taking over for Neil Lane? Just looking up there? He's getting older. So. Is there a Neil Lane Jr.? <laughs> Not that I know of, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but good kudos to him. He always makes the trip to Mexico for Bachelor in Paradise, so good, uh, good promo. 
He went um, to Fiji this time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the green card made an appearance again. <laughs> I actually think we need to talk about this. Okay. So the thing is, the design for the green card has changed. And so I think that is true. But did we determine whether this is the green card or a copy of the green card? Um, You said it was the green card, I believe. Well, I said it looks like the green card. But was it the original or is it a copy? Because you're supposed to surrender that thing <laughs> when you naturalize. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what he's passing around, but... It doesn't look like what I remember mine to look like. So, hey, it looks, it has color. Yeah. Yeah. It actually just makes me disappointed that I never made a copy of mine. I wish I had a copy. For what? Memories? For the memories. So I could be like Dotun and be like, oh, my green card. Girl. (laughs) Okay. So, um. I mean, we might as well fast forward to the proposal. I'm just going to say it. I hated her proposal dress. Like, I just didn't like it. The beads and all that stuff. I didn't like it. The dress was fine. It was, uh, I didn't think the hair matched the dress. Oh, okay. Poor Charity, because you have to come up with a lot of clothes. So half the time I'd be like, oh, that's great. Then there was this one red satin dress that she wore that, that seemed to not fit her very well. I was like, eh, that's not so great. But uh, for the most part, I like, she seems to like beaded and shiny things. And yeah. I do so I liked, I liked most of her dresses. Hmm. I wouldn't say I was a fan of a lot of them. But um, yeah, the gasp heard around the world was when she was saying she had to break someone's heart. And the person came out. I saw the shoe and I was like, oh my God, it's Dutton. And then it was Joey. And I was very surprised. I was very surprised that it was Joey. And I just think it's mean that they make them give this long speech and then you have to tell them, stop right there. Why not I just break at her face? And I was like, hey, surely you're picking up on this because her face is not the face of a woman who's ready to be proposed to. <laughs> yeah, and this poor guy cried on his way back and was like, when am I going to find my love? I'm like, next season, Joey. So... Um, I think Brayden, sorry, just to go back, something that also happens is sometimes people who are either going to be the next Bachelor or going to be in Bachelor in Paradise, they kind of check out of the season early. So I feel Brayden was like, am I getting Bachelor in Paradise? Okay, fine. I'll eliminate myself so he can go get ready and take care of that. That's just me and my pessimistic mind. But I find that the one who was the Bachelor from Michelle's season, he left. He got a whole thing about the students writing him a letter and everything. If they didn't already know he was the bachelor, why did he get that whole package when he was eliminated? So yeah, there's that. Joey didn't seem that enthused to be the bachelor. I just don't even think he has the charisma <laughs> to be one. But I think he's just gonna make up for it by the way people love him. And the girl that was in the audience that he was going to date, that's 23 years old. Why? I will never understand the 23-year-olds that are looking for marriage. I just, you know, to each their own. But yet, I say that. And she's talking about San Diego is a small pool, small rock. But you're 23. (laughs) (laughs) You just graduated college. I'm going to be real tempted to watch the first episode of Joey's season because I want to see how they handle the fact. Is this normal? 
that The Bachelor would have met one of the contestants before the season? Yeah. Okay. They've done that before. They've done that before. Not all the time, but yes, they've done it before. Like, oh, this is someone you meet at the after the rose after the final rose thing. But I don't know the envelope that they gave her. She's supposed to hold on to it for three months or what? Oh, please. They're taking that thing back and they'll hand it back to her when filming starts. <laughs> that is so funny. Are you, I mean, I guess we should talk about. So, I mean, Dotson comes out and then the minute Dotson realizes when she gives her speech. I mean, I found it interesting. They switch sides. So to me, that's going to be. If I was going to be at The Bachelor, that would be a tell sign for me. Because as soon as Dawson came, they switched. I don't know if they were told by the cameraman or anything. But if I'm going to be a finalist on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and I come and you don't switch my side, I'm like, shit, I didn't get chosen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the minute he realized when she said something and he got so happy and he proposed to her and... They were going to be man and wife. And I'm just like, the only thing I was looking forward to was when she went to visit his parents, they were asking her about Nigerian food. And she was like, oh, yeah, my best friend is Nigerian. And I'm like, where is this friend? I want to see it. So now she has a best friend that's Nigerian. And now she has a fiance that's Nigerian. And I just really want to see all that. And I just wonder if they're going to do the whole traditional wedding. No, you know what? I trust Dutton's mom. From what we saw of her mom, I think she's going to have like a traditional wedding. If they make it there, I think that would be fun to televise. Very fun. Um, they, did you notice at the end of the family meeting episode, they did like an after the credits thing and it yes. was his mom giving her the jewelry and then she, they totally played her because they put that, I had to ask my cousin what it was, Ileke, is that right? Ileke? The Ileke, yeah, the beads. Yes. Yeah. The Those are wedding beads, you guys. <laughs> Those are wedding beads. I was like, look at her putting wedding beads on Charity. Charity doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> but it was nice. It was so sweet. I loved her parent, like the way that she accepted, because it's basically her saying, we accept you. So if you're coming in, we got you. And you have our blessing. So I'm very interested to see. I mean, she gets to do Dancing with the Stars, because at first I thought they were about to give them a down payment for a house when Jesse was like, all this um, hyperboles are so interesting. Every year, it's going to be the most dramatic. Jesse's like the most gut-wrenching breakup. And then he's like, we have two surprises. And then the surprise was that she was going to be on Dancing with the Stars. But I was like, I hope we're not giving a down payment again because they gave Michelle and Nate and I still don't know what happened with that down payment because now they're not together. So do they have to give the money back to ABC? I don't know. Oh, gosh. Was the money, was it just a check and you could use it for what you wanted to? Or you actually had to call them and be like, okay, now we're ready to get a down payment. They said it's, it was a check. They gave them a check and said it was a $200,000 check for a down payment because Nate was allegedly going to move to um, Minnesota. That's where she's from to buy a house. But the thing that's so strange is he's such good buddies with all the men from her season that were finalists. I don't, I just find it really strange. They all hang out all the time. They call each other brothers and all that. And I'm just like, this is just very strange for me. But yeah. Even Joey yeah. said, I was glad that she ended up with such a wonderful guy or something like that. I don't know if they always say that, but it seemed very genuine. I mean, Joey is very like respectful. That conversation with Charity and all that, that was very, you know, 
respectful. I wouldn't say it was the same like Hannah Brown season when she broke up with Tyler. I didn't see that coming because they slept together and he didn't see that coming and he just thought we were going to be together and she broke up with him and he's like, why? Why you do that? So <laughs> not in a disrespectful way, but I can understand that from the other side because remember when they asked Joey, are you feeling confident? And then he's like, oh yeah, I'm confident in what we got. So I'm sure he felt very blindsided. Even Dalton had like a hesitation when they asked him, like, are you feeling confident? He was like, well, I mean, I was, I am, but you never know. <laughs> you I asked me. There's somebody else. Yes. So, I mean, again, we wish them all the best. It was a very wholesome season. And one last thing, Joey kept saying our fantasy suites, we got closer Took our relationship to the next level. Listen, in the very early seasons when I used to watch it, I was so naive and I thought like they didn't sleep with each other. But when things <laughs> were coming out with like The Bachelor and things that happened, I was like, oh, things be happening in those fantasy suites. So, I mean, he intimated that they slept together, but we didn't get any of that from Doctor and Charity. I have no idea what happened. They didn't hint. They didn't say anything. They don't know. So I'm very... I'm curious about that. I just don't know. We never get to know how much the fantasy suites plays into their decisions, you know? So, yeah. Just a thought that I had. Okay. Okay. Um, I just really had to compare this show to Married at First Sight a lot as I was watching, and I found it wanting. Um, <laughs> That's fair. I just find everything to be very, very visually appealing with no substance and the blandest people. I just have to say it. I think some of the blame could go on the fact that it's on um, network network TV. Maybe, maybe. And it's a different show. It's selling a different thing. It's vastly yeah. shorter. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Everything's shorter than maths. I just felt like I really, I mean, I didn't watch all the episodes, but I feel like I watched a good chunk. And I'm like, Charity is just a very, like, bland, nice person. I couldn't tell you a single interesting thing about her, her hobbies, her interests, or her dreams. And the same goes for Dotun, but they just came off really nicely. And sometimes boring is okay. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> Are you inclined to watch The Golden Bachelor? It, I want to say yes because it looks interesting, but like I know myself, I'm not going to watch it. I want to, but I'm not. Are you? Okay. Uh, yes. You know I'm a hoe. <laughs> These reality shows, I try to say no, but I just keep going. But I'm, 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 I'm curious because I find him charismatic. They had an interview at the Mentel All that I was drawn by. I was drawn in by his by his personality. So I feel like they chose the right person to be the first Golden Bachelor. And I'm just curious to see where they're going to go with that. And I'm curious to see what the parallels and differences are going to be dating in your 70s and dating in your 20s. I think, I think with this Golden Bachelor, I feel like these women and this man are just more likely to call it quits much quickly. Like, I wonder how many episodes it'll even be. Because I feel like when you get to that age, 
and you're the first members of Bachelor Nation in that demographic. I feel like they're just going to waste a lot less time. Yeah, that is part of the stuff that I'm curious to see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe yeah. I will watch it. Never say never. <laughs> never say never. But I will say this. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor Nation. Guys, it is not that hard. Rotate the races. Make that a hashtag. Because we, some people were upset that, is his name Matt? The That there wasn't the first Asian bachelor. Like, it's not that hard. You can't keep giving us white bachelors and there has to be like a representation. You can rotate, like, have a black bachelor, have a Latino bachelor, have a Asian um, bachelor or bachelorette. It doesn't have to be the same old same. Like, what are you guys doing? It's 2023. That's my thing for today. Okay, and I will say that's probably why I can't get into the show. Even though, yeah, I, I mm. yeah, I just I I don't know. I I might like you said watch Joey's because I'm curious to see if he is going to have more of a personality because I did find him kind of bad during the season. So and I don't know that he has the personality to. But again, I've been fooled because I felt the same way about Matt James, and like I said previously. I'm obsessed with him on social media. I just feel he has like a personality off of that. So I don't know what the show does for people. So if you already start off as a blah, what are you going to do when you're in the show and you're trying to be respectful to all the women that you're going to be dating at the same time? So it just feels like it'll be boring. (sighs) Curious to see it. I'm ready for my Bachelor in Paradise. I hope they got their magic back. I am not pleased that they're bringing back all this former... Bachelorette, it's not our fault that they didn't find love. Like, let these people have their shine. Like, what the hell? And then they're bringing the annoying ones. You're bringing back Hannah, who I thought was in a relationship. You're bringing back uh, one of the Gabby or Rachel's. I mix them up. So one of them, like, come on. I don't want to see these people again. But oh well, I'll be there anyways. So I like how you said <laughs> people, but I'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. But yeah, well. I mean, did you have anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, that's it, guys. Um, Don't forget to listen to Sister Wives on Patreon. And next week, we will be talking about the ultimatum. You know where to find us. Also call MAFS on Twitter and on Instagram. Give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.